I'm Gary. And I'm Clark. And this is the Red Cedar Rundown, the self-proclaimed number one MSU football and basketball fan podcast. On this week's episode, we'll recap MSU's eye-gouging loss to Nebraska, look ahead to this week's guaranteed lock win against Rutgers, and check in on MSU basketball with the Las Vegas Invitational Preview and Prediction. Send us your comments, and we'll be sure to read them on the show. So, Clark. Yep. Another painful, painful eye gouging as i said loss yeah that was that was something else quite the display that we put out there again on saturday um i mean what else needs to be said i was i was pretty angry on saturday and then i just wasn't even mad anymore i'm just dead inside when it comes to msu football right now i mean (sighs) six points two weeks in a row can't score a touchdown. Maryland scored 51 on Ohio State. We kicked two field goals. Nebraska, I, I can name any number of teams that have put up massive amounts of points on them this year. What did we do? We kicked two field goals. Illinois put up 30 points. 30? On, on the week before. Wow. Wow. Who's their offensive coordinator? Don't care. Have him uh, quit his job and come to Michigan State because I'd rather have him than who we have right now. I, I'm disgusted with Coach D at this point because I, I get it. You have to defend your players and such. Uh, but to to come out and say that play calling wasn't a problem after the football game is just absolutely pathetic. Uh, I mean, it's We ran a shovel pass on third and long, I believe. I don't know if you caught that one. That was magical. Dave pulled that one out of his bag of tricks. I mean, what, when you're back, Rocky Lombardi looked like shit. We can go ahead and say that. He did have some passes that should have been caught. We'll talk about the tight ends a little bit later. I don't need to get into that right now or I'm going to just snap. But, I mean, the coaching decisions, I'm, I'll put it to you this way, Gary. I will not step foot in Spartan Stadium again until Dave Warner is not the offensive coordinator for the Michigan State Spartans. That's a fact. I think that's uh, that's justified. It's where I'm at right now. I'm angry. This is weird. Right now, we have a championship caliber defense with a MAC level, maybe even worse than MAC level offense. I would say borderline high school level offense. It's been so embarrassing. And like you said, and, and the coaches have said, maybe some of it is lack of execution. And some of that has to go on the player's part for sure. But And, you know, as we've talked about, the injuries. But the coaches have to put the players in a position to win the game. And I just feel like that's not happening right now. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not happening. And bottom line, as we said since episode one, Dave Warner has to go. He just has to. He's been a problem for years. He's got to go. I think, uh, so he was hired in, I've seen, saw a tweet, I think it was. He was hired in 2013. 2014, I think we had like a top 15 offense. Yeah, we had Connor Cook at quarterback. And we had like 60th ranked offense the year after that. Oh, you mean when we had like Maxwell and all them? 
No, I think that was 2000 because 2014 it said I think we were in the top 15. Oh, you're talking about um, the college football playoff year. We weren't even in the top yeah, we, 50 in yeah. offense. And then the next two years we've been almost 100th. So it's just been a de- just a, a general decline. decline the entire time. Yep. Not good. Not If that doesn't just tell the tale right there, what else does Coach D need to look at than that? I mean, come on. That's it. That's all I need to see. He's done. Get and this it, man out of the program. He's toxic. And at the end of the day, the results speak for themselves. And right now, and I might have said it last episode, but D'Antonio's legacy is on the line. Oh, no no question at this point. I Absolutely. Mean, I, you know, there's some things we'll never be able to dispute. He took us this program to places it's never been and maybe the entirety of the program. Sure, we thank him for that. Yeah, yeah that's great. 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 What have you done for me now? That's that's how it is. That's how it is in this type of environment. It is with all college football playoff programs, and I would put us in that conversation. We've been to the college football playoff, and there's always going to be a lot of criticism, especially when your program isn't producing. So, you know, any coach in the country, offensive or defensive coordinator, they're going to be scrutinized, especially when you put up six points in back-to-back weeks. I couldn't agree with you more. Watching Maryland score 51 against Ohio State just really got me going as well on Saturday. I was... I just was astounded that we could only muster two field goals against them. And as you said before at the beginning, D'Antonio doesn't think it's an issue. He thinks the play calling was fine. And he said they just need to execute. Well, then maybe Coach D's losing his mind or something and needs to be put in a home. I don't know. Because there's a lot more to it than that. Sure. Were there situations? Is part of it execution? Yeah, absolutely. When we got two big dummies at tight end that can't catch the football, yeah. I mean, that's execution. There's no question about it. But we all saw the play calling. We've been seeing the play calling all season long. The play calling's been a problem all season long. And for the players to be in a position to execute, the proper plays must be called. And they're not. that's not happening. So if he wants to sync with the Dave Warner ship, you know, it'll be heartbreaking to see. It'd be sad to see him go out that way. But if that's what needs to be done, then get him out of here. I mean, I don't want D'Antonio gone. I want Dave Warner gone. But if Dave Warner's there next season, I'm not going to a football game. I'm telling you that right now. I won't go to one. Yeah, and it, to a certain extent, it seems like D'Antonio is trying to protect the players and the coaches to a certain extent. And he did, I think, in the presser, took a lot of the blame for some of the decisions that were made. Well, then that's on him. Then... <laughs> I mean, the quarterback situation is his call. It's been his call all season. I mean, I think the right. I think starting Lombardi was probably still the right call. No, it absolutely. And I think was. it was no question still the right call, even though he wasn't good. But it's it's not what it comes down to. I mean, he he's not calling every single offensive play. Let's not. You can't let Dave, you know, off the hook that easily. That's that's just. And I get it. Mark's a classy guy. He might be doing this for his buddy, you know, during the during the season. But do we? Who's the, who's the athletic director right now? Beekman. Mm-hmm. Does he have a backbone? Is he going to step in and fire this guy in the off season? Something needs to be done because I see they're already creating Instagram pages and such for firing Dave Warner. And I, for one, am happy to see that. I'd like to see a social media movement start. I'd like to see season ticket holders call into the ticket office and tell them that they're not renewing their season tickets unless Dave Warner's gone. Because when money gets involved, like I said before, this is a business. Something will happen. Yeah, and I think I think I said this uh, last episode as well. 
eventually the noise is going to be so loud that they can't ignore it. They have to. Yeah. The fan base and when the donors get involved, that is when things People definitely People are pissed and it's picked up momentum this week yeah. after the Nebraska game, as it should have. I mean, I'm as angry as anybody and it's been since the fourth quarter of the Maryland game since we scored a touchdown. So two complete games without a touchdown. The Spartans now rank 113th out of 129 in offense, total offense. Oh, that's great. That's a three hundred forty-six yard. Yeah. yeah, this is all college football subdivision schools. Three hundred forty-six yards per game. Their twenty point three points per game is tied for one hundred twentieth out of one hundred twenty-nine. It's astounding! Wow. So Impressive literally, stuff. great resume for Dave. It just it's mind boggling. And like I said, some of the decisions, like us abandoning the run at the end of the game when it was working. What was that? Connor Hayward was having a great game. He was. I don't know why he wasn't touching the, the ball. The final two drives, never Every saw the play. ball again. So stupid. And they did. And this is what I was saying. They asked Dave Warner about this, and he said it was not his call. Or D'Antonio actually, I think, took the blame. I think he said it was his call, not Warner's, to do that. I mean, Coach D's been slipping, too. And there were some other crucial points that he D'Antonio was asked about, and he basically took the blame and said that was his decision. So, you know, and even the like we it. said the, the the quarterback situation that's all been D'Antonio. So, some of the obviously most of the criticism should go to Dave Warner, but you know some of this should fall on D'Antonio's shoulders as well, and that's a concerning thing if. He's not making the the winning decisions. And, you know, you can say, oh, I think he was quoted as saying, you know, we've always been close and, you know, the plays have gone our way in the past and right now they're not. They're not even close to it's being not going even our way. Close. Yeah. Yeah. You're, when you're putting up six points a game, it's just inexcusable. It's pathetic. It's disgusting. It's, I can't come up with enough enough words to describe it, but. It's, uh, it's gonna. Be, I agree with Clark. It's gonna be tough to to put any more time, effort, especially watching the game and for three and a half hours on a Saturday and driving just feeling up like there? shit afterwards. Yeah. So, but not, not at, happening. No, no, nah, not at all. And I know, as Clark said, you know, Rocky had a, a not a great game. Fifteen for forty-one for one hundred and forty-six yards. It, ugh. awful. It was, and you know the was, weather. The weather was terrible. Yeah, but still, that was bad. Our best play was the quarterback draw, which I think we ran four or five times. Should have ran it every single play. But we don't have a coherent tight end who can catch the ball. It looks like I don't know if Sokol and Dotson have been playing catch, but I'm done with both when, of them. When the draw, when the passes hit your hands, you got to catch them. Simple as that. Dotson dropped three or four balls. Yeah. That was ridiculous, man. And they're like, well, is Lombardi throwing the ball too hard? Well, excuse me? This is Division One college football. This is the Big Ten. You better be ready to play in cold weather. That's ridiculous. That's not an excuse. What, is he supposed to throw it softer so your soft little hands catch the ball? I don't care. Make plays. Get it done. God. Sick and tired of excuses. It seems like there's and been a, a lot of those scholarship this year. to play football at Michigan State University. Execute. Get the job done. Sokol, you still are garbage. Dotson, throw them right in the same boat. The garbage twins. The garbage pail twins. Matt Sokol 
and Matt Dodson. Yep. And I think this week is going to be an interesting test for this offense because if we can't move the ball against Rutgers. Shut it down. Don't even take a ball bid. And, you know, we've said since the beginning of the season, this is a lock win for this team. Still, still looking that way, I'm wondering. I mean, yeah, our defense is going to score a touchdown in this game, I feel. I mean, Rutgers is just so bad. They're so, so bad that, uh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we might win 3 nothing. I don't know, but the we're predictions gonna win. will be interesting this week. I think so. If we somehow lose this game, I promise you I will abandon the program. Oh yeah, this I'm, might oh. be. If we lose, this might be the last episode this of the could RCR. Be the, this could be the farewell we'll, podcast we'll, here. So get it, you know, get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. We might not be doing another one. Yeah, we'll have a funeral episode. It'll last ten Send seconds. Off episode after this one. Uh, so four p.m. kick, which is still mind-boggling. Why we got slotted at four p.m. Yep. Gee. Stadium will be probably half empty. Oh, I'm, what did I tell you? I'm, maybe 40,000 people will be there. Tickets are going for $6. Zero students in attendance. Yep. And Rutgers is currently in the midst of their worst season since 2002 and have not won a Big Ten game since beating Maryland on November 4th, 2017. An 11-game wow. conference losing streak. Since joining the Big Ten... In 2014, Rutgers is 10 and 35 in league games. Yeah, we can't lose this one. That's I'm sticking with a lock. I mean, is it really re- worth it to preview any of Rutgers players? No, I don't I, think so. I, no, I don't think it is, and I don't think so either. If we can't on offense, if we can't move the ball, then I don't know. I mean, should have fired Warner after last game and left him in Lincoln. I would just prefer that we. Should we would have done that? I don't know. I, I don't even know where I'm at at this point. I'm losing my mind watching you know, this team. I I, I'm slowly br- slipping every week, and it's just bad for my mental health to put on the football game and watch it every week. It's not good. At least the Lions brought some light yesterday to my football life. But Forward down the w- field. One thing that I think we failed to mention is uh, Jim Bowman. I think he kind of he is co-offensive coordinator. Let's not forget that. But Dave Warner is taking the brunt of it. So, I mean. Dave Warner has been the offensive coordinator for a while. That's true. And he's also was the quarterback's coach. And how's the quarterback play been? Atrocious. Garbage. So Dave Warner's to blame. We're not blaming Jim Bowman. You want to blame somebody else, blame Coach Stanton, the offensive line coach, because they've been trash too. I mean. There's some players that are juniors on that offensive line that look like they're f- true freshmen. They're They're not good. Yeah, I mean, injuries still. Yeah, I know. They've shuffled eight different units out there. I know, we don't want to make excuses, but it's still still been tough. both out of here. Preferably both gone. And that's the thing. I feel like Michigan State's not the type of program that's going to bring in a high-profile coach and pay a lot of money like maybe some of the other big programs would do. that's where we won't get back to glory because you need to do that. Yep. Probably because Coach D doesn't think he has to. Getting a little stubborn in his old ways. Yeah. Used to catch people off guard that way, but guess what? You've been a big boy for a while now. You're not catching anyone off guard. Actually, what you're doing is embarrassing yourself. That's all you're doing. Yeah. It seems like Michigan State is uh, always going for the value, going for the value players that are going to fit the program, going for the value coaches that 
are going to fit what Mark D'Antonio wants uh, out of his coaches. So yeah. whether he brings someone else from the outside that, you know, will have a new perspective different than what D'Antonio is used to, that seems like that won't likely be the case. But No, he's not going to bring in a guy that's going to run a no-huddle spread offense. Well, I'm not saying completely go away from no, the, I'd, I'd love it. the pro I'd, style. I'd, I'd, no, I'd but love there's it. different ways of getting the ball and moving it down the field. And there's better ways than 120th out of all the college football teams. So the top teams in the country, what kind of offense do they run? Are they running power eye smash mouth football? Nope. I mean, I I wouldn't. I would say Alabama definitely runs a pro style. Alabama definitely goes out of shotgun quite often, though. Yeah, but it's still you know Alabama's Alabama, Clemson though. Let's go to them. What are they doing? Okay, I get your point. I'm just saying Notre Dame. What are they doing? Michigan, what are they doing? Pro style. Not all the time. Yeah, Michigan's in shotgun pro- all the time, Yeah, but bro. It's just because they're in shotgun doesn't mean it's not pro style. Dude. They're still running power formations. They're a lot more creative than just a simple yeah, pro style ex- offense that we're running. But that's what I'm saying. That, we're running a dumbed down idiot version of yeah, it. Yeah, but it's, and we they're suck. not spread offenses, though. Is, is, Clemson is a spread offense. Okay, Clemson and might Notre be. Notre Dame is not a pro style offense. Okay, but many of the other top programs that have success Put run it to you a this pro way. style offense. They're much more creative than the jet sweep. That's true. That's our most creative play. That's true. So, yeah, offensively for this game, this is, I mean, we've seen to be able against the lower tier teams, we've been able to see to move the ball with general ease. But after watching the last two weeks, I don't think anything is going to be easy for this offense. Defensively, we know what we're getting. Our defense could legitimately. I mean, they. I. I said it last podcast that Nebraska wouldn't score maybe over seventeen points, and they didn't. They scored nine. All they needed was nine. So I think we legitimately can hold Rutgers to zero, zero or three points. I mean that. I hope as crazy as that sounds, our defense is legit. So it just uh, hurts. So last week for our predictions. Almost nailed it with my Lewerke pick. Thirteen ten was my prediction. I thought that was gonna that we were gonna pull it out, and I was gonna hit that on the dot. We lost with, with Rocky, but we lost. So we didn't didn't nail it. Yep. Even though I'm using a pick that wasn't my official pick, but guys, Gary almost did it. <laughs> but the line this week, which is mind boggling, is Michigan State minus twenty seven. Favored by twenty seven points. I, I don't know what Vegas has been watching, but did they have they watched our offense? Do they truly believe we can score more than twenty seven points in a game? I know we can't, so there's that. So it'll be interesting. So Clark Predictions. Where are we at? Ten nothing Michigan State final score. <laughs> Ten nothing. Any any further prediction? I know you like to kind of give some detail of how oh, the game yeah. will go. Our defense will score the touchdown. It won't be offense. Okay. Yeah. So ten def- nothing. Ten nothing. Score. Defensive touchdown. Defensive touchdown. Okay. My my prediction for this game is going to be seventeen to three, Michigan State. Offensive touchdowns. Yeah, two offensive touchdowns. Ooh, who scores them? I'm going to go Connor Hayward for probably, one of them. Probably good to do him for both. Yep. Probably a safe pick. Yep. And I'm going to go actually Cody White with the other. 
Cody who's, White who's had playing some drops. quarterback on Saturday. Rocky should be playing quarterback. I think Lewerke should be shut down for the rest of the season. I wouldn't mind seeing Theo Day. Yeah, I would have liked to see him. Obviously, the game was a little closer, so didn't have a chance to really get him in the game. I'm calling for the third string quarterback now. Yeah, I mean, the drops were really bad this week. Why don't we just bring back Damon Dowdell, put him back there? Yeah, put anyone. Does anyone have some eligibility they can get in there? Yeah. I just, you know, I keep saying Cody White had some drops, which was not typical of him, but he's allowed some free passes on, like, Sokol and Dotson because... Such a fun team to watch. So exciting. Yeah. It's not, not fun at all. But... Oh, you got you got something for us? No. Here? Well, first I want to go to the crazy talk. Oh, we're bring, are we bringing it back? We're bringing it back? No, no, we're not bringing it back. But some scenarios to throw out for our bowl game. I know it's hard to think about right now. Oh, looking ahead. Yeah, looking ahead a little bit. But how low can this team go in that regards means I have to, to bowl watch game? this team play two more times? Yeah, I think I'm going to the Red Wings game on Saturday. I might not even watch the game. Yeah, you probably save yourself some some unneeded stress but my, uh, two writers my per- recap will be next week just me sitting in silence while you talk hopefully next week we'll be talking more about basketball yeah but uh right now two writers are predicting us to play in the outback bowl still uh and two of them have us playing in the red box bowl Ooh, the prestigious red box bowl. and one in the tax layer bowl so it seems like it'll be against mostly sec opponents and maybe a, a pac-12 opponent as Sounds well it's like losses yep but there is another game this week, and this is the Red Cedar Rundown, and we should probably not talk about it whatsoever, but I am going to ask you yeah. about it. Michigan versus Ohio State. Yep. Can't not talk about it, being yep. in the Big Ten. Yep. Who gets the win? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, who do I want to win and who do I think is going to win? Well, I mean, I would hope you wouldn't want Michigan to win, but... I, I never root for Michigan. Exactly, like, so... If they play USC, who is I going root for to win? USC. That's my question. I mean, Michigan hasn't won at Ohio State in a little while. <laughs> I wasn't impressed with Michigan against Indiana. I, no, they, so, yeah, but Ohio State looked terrible against Yeah, Maryland. that's... They both had pretty uh, I think it bodes games. well for Ohio State being at home. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I think Ohio State unquestionably has the better offense, and there's no question that Michigan has the better defense. Um, I think Ohio State has the athletes just like Michigan does. Ohio State 24-17. Wow, 24-17. to There it is. Lock it in. I'm going to go uh, Ohio State 21-20. to it's going to be yeah, a nail-biter. Yeah, yeah, it might, gonna... might come down to a, a fourth down uh, spot. spot, <laughs> And then follow it up with a jet sweep <laughs> in overtime. Oh, boy. I wouldn't mind watching maximum pain be inflicted. I also wouldn't be surprised if Michigan won the football game, though, because Michigan's got a very good team this year. No, they got a great defense. I, I, you know, They've got a good running back, and their quarterback's far better than anybody that we've trotted out there. So, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The bar in the Big Ten is so low this year. You know, look at both of them. Big Ten's trash. Yeah, it's fraudulent. It's very bad. Absolutely. But a more positive note and a more exciting thing to discuss is Michigan State basketball. And this is going to be an exciting week for the team. They just blew the doors off Tennessee Tech. Mighty the- Tennessee Tech. Probably one of the worst college basketball teams I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but 
tied their largest margin of victory in MSU basketball history. So you know, sixty-eight point margin. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, not not a bad thing. And they didn't even look good in the first half. Yeah. Did you watch the game? Yeah, I did. Good. Who stood out to you? Um, you know, it was a good uh, game to get some other players involved. Yeah. Um, a lot of the freshmen played. All yeah. Of them played. Yeah. Jack um, Hoiberg scored his first two points of his career. There it is. Fred Hoiberg's son. That's good. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the big players played well, but it's. Yeah, you know, it's Tennessee Tech, like you said. It's one of the worst. It's hard to gauge. See that monster stat line that Goins had? Yep. Zero points, six rebounds. Monster. Amazing. Gary's favorite player. Okay. Averaging zero. Go game. back two episodes. Go back to our basketball preview. Take a listen. No need. Um, But this week, we got a huge game against UCLA. We uh we stayed in the rank. We stayed at number 11 in the rankings. Michigan surprisingly moved up to number nine. Jumped us this week. That I, the Big Ten generally, I just did a quick browse. It seems like everyone's doing pretty well. We've already picked up some pretty decent non-conference wins across the board for yeah. a lot of teams. So things are definitely trending a little bit better than they were than last year. Definitely trending better than they were last year for the Big Ten. So that bodes well for the strength of the conference. And you know, at the end of the year, it'll help build our resume a little bit better as well. Purdue lost last night. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> don't hate to see that but no, uh you love it certain teams i don't mind losing in the big 10 but like i said huge game uh against ucla the las vegas invitational if we do win that we will go on to play uh north carolina or texas on friday so so north carolina most likely north carolina How's texas this year are they any good uh, i don't I think thought- they're ranked in the top 10 like north carolina so yeah. that would be uh a chance to pick up two uh, wins over ranked teams, so that, that would be big. Bodes well for the NCAA tournament. Yep, yeah. huge, huge. Especially these early season, they can go. Those wins can go a long way um, towards building the resume at the end of the year. So let's do some predictions. First, I want you to predict the score for the UCLA game, mm-hmm. and then I want you to predict who we're going to play and what the score will be for the second game. All right. So for UCLA, what's your prediction? All right, so for the UCLA game, doesn't look like they've played uh, much of anybody. It looks like Long Beach State gave them a decently close game. It was 11 points. They're scoring over 90 points every game. I mean, we're scoring quite a few points a game as well. I mean, if we make our shots and we shoot the ball well from three, Nick Ward looked like he didn't have a sprained ankle at all. I was very promising to see it. He looked great. Um, I mean, if we make our shots, I, I think we should be able to beat UCLA. I'm going to go... 84 to 76 Michigan State victory. <laughs> oh my god. What do you have? 84 to 76 Michigan State. Uh on my sheet. I, I don't have Gary's pick on my sheet, so yeah. Yeah, just my pick you guys know. on my sheet, you can look at it as well. MSU 85, UCLA 75. Lock it in. Lock those in. Lock them. <laughs> So very similar picks. This is uh, trending just like our football year started. Clark yep. stealing all my picks. Yep. So second game, that would mean we'd be playing someone, the winner of the UNC-Texas game at 3.30 on Friday. Who Preferably we play. Texas, but yeah, sure. I Why mean, would you not want to play North Carolina? Just kidding, dude. It's not that big of a deal. We killed North Carolina last year. Bring them on again. Yeah, it's a little different. Neutral court. Beat them in Oregon. Okay, so who's winning? Court. Who's winning that was also other- a neutral court. Mm. You can tell me it was because it was the PK eighty. Okay, yeah, that's, say true. It. that's say true. It. Yeah, that's true. Say it was. I forgot about okay. that. Thank you. So, 
what's your prediction? Who's winning the other game? And uh, what's our score going to be against that winner? I mean, North Carolina okay. is not going to beat us. Okay. What's We're going to be riding high after that after that UCLA win. We're going to beat North Carolina 78 to 76. <laughs> it's going to be a very tight game. <laughs> it's going to be a tight one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Apparently Gary's incepted my mind. I don't know what's going on here. Read your pick <laughs> off. Read it off. <laughs> so, no joke. Clark did not see my picks, and I have a typed out on my sheet so there was no way to change it and my pick on my sheet is michigan state 79 north carolina Unbelievable. 76 <laughs> looks like the rcr is on the same brain wavelength probably this, need to be considered an expert panel at this point yeah lock those scores in take them to the bank yeah T- take t- them to vegas if you're a betting person go ahead and bet them we we don't take any responsibility if you lose though there will be no backlash though no nope, so not allowed bet wisely but bet those. Bet them. Bet them. Speaking of backlash, let's get into the mailbag. And the ban was lifted. Yeah, the ban was lifted on Dean H. from Wayne. And, and he, he has spoken. And he has spoken with an awful question, but, you know, a truthful one, I'll say at best. Mm. His question is, what awful thing would you rather have done beside watching the game? I would have rather gone to jury duty at the Secretary of State. Can you guys ban me from watching this team the rest of the year? Hashtag fire Dave Warner. What awful thing would you have rather done this weekend, Clark, than watch this team lose I a 9-6 eye gouger? I would have rather gone to the Michigan game <laughs> and watch them beat <laughs> Indiana and had to high-five Chase Winovich after every play. <laughs> That's what I would have rather done. And I, you know my thoughts on that, so that's pretty bad for me. That's what I would have rather done. How about you, Gary? All right. What would I? What would I rather do? I'd rather go to Morton's and order a extra well done steak, oh. charred, oh. and have it, and sit down for a nice evening with Jim Harbaugh. Oh, just enjoy that steak. Have a good talk with weirdo Jim Harbaugh. Wash it down with a nice glass of milk, Yeah, huh? a nice milk steak. Oh, can't beat God, it. God, disgusting. So, yeah, there's a lot of things we could have probably chose that would have been better than watching this team on, on Saturday. But However, you are locked in as a fan for life, team. Yep. So, sorry. Not sorry. Yep, you can't pick and choose. This is yours. You got to own it. And, yeah, you continue to write in questions every week. That's also going to be a requirement. You can't stop. Can't stop. We need so- we need questions. So, so locked in. Yep. So another one, another question from uh, our biggest fan, Joe V, in Colorado. And he's got a very interesting first question, non-basketball or football related, which I don't know if it can be. I don't think this is a question. I think it's a statement. I think it's a statement. Okay. It's a comment. Yes. And just wanted it to be noted and let the MSU fans know that MSU men's soccer made it to back-to-back Sweet 16s. Mm -hmm. He said, we're not a traditional soccer school, but this is still pretty sweet, I think. He doesn't have anything else to say. Go green. (laughs) Okay. He wants natties in every sport. Go well, Joe. Yeah. So that's a that's a kind of a big deal, but you know we're not soccer ex- soccer shout experts out, here. Shout out to them! I did see they won in overtime against the fourth ranked team in the country, yeah. Louisville. That's big. They won on a golden goal. Big 
Big win for men's soccer team. Yep. And uh, his other question is, how do you guys feel about the football program as a whole on a scale of Bobby Williams bad to 2015 college football playoff? Good. Ooh. It feels like we're back in Mark D'Antonio's first year is where I would put it, like in the seven and five days, which we are in the seven and five days right now. Yep. Just not a lot of consistency. Um, you know, I would never say as bad as Bobby Williams or John L. Smith because I don't think that's even remotely possible under Coach D. Uh, well, yeah. I said last week we're, we're, we're getting close to John L. Smith times right now. The, yeah, uh, the he, disorganization and the answers we're getting on certain decisions that are being made. Yeah, the smoke and mirrors bullshit. I'm getting kind of tired of that. But, yeah, not I wouldn't put it down at that level yet, and I would agree. I would say right around the time, probably during, like, the Mike Hart year season when he made the little brother comment and, you know, look what happened after that. So, you know, there's a chance to turn things around next year. It's going to really depend on quarterback play, you know, with Lewerke or Lombardi and, you know, staying healthy, hopefully, for, for next year. We do have some yeah. solid recruits coming in. So, you know, hopefully with the – the infusion of those players and you know some more experience for you know our team is still relatively young so that's at least one good part and there will be some players that will be getting some red shirts from injury and that didn't play you know the a lot of games uh that they that you they need not to get that red shirt so they'll have eligibility next year so all of our big games are on the road next year yep our home schedule is awful so yep it's going to be a tough tough road next year a lot tougher than it was this year this was definitely uh the season if we were going to have a successful season to have one with, with the, the home schedule we had. but Fire him now, Mark. Fire him right now and do Spartan Nation a favor. Do us all a favor. And uh, one other quick note, that's it for the mailbag, but uh, Ryan R. from Houston has been added to the RCR terrorist watch list. Wow, what did he do? I, I don't know if I can say what the threats that were made, but they were pretty serious threats, and I don't want to say them on the air because, you know, I don't want any FBI agents coming to my house, but... Uh, was this in regards to the trophy behind you? No, not at all. But oh. it was. Re- well, I'm just looking at it. Was it was a so shout out to the trophy. <laughs> it was in regards to the trophy to Rose. basically blowing up Spartan Stadium. So, oh well, that's not that's sacred ground. So yeah, you are. This is this is not your first outburst, is it, Rose? We've been here before. We need you to tone it down. We're going to, you know, work on getting you the trophy, but, you know, blowing up Spartan Stadium is not the answer. So we're going to have to leave you on that watch list. Dean's also on the watch list. It's going to take a little bit to maybe some good questions to get off the watch list. So let's keep those questions coming. You know, keep the followers coming. You know, we'll we'll work on getting you off there. But come on, let's 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 tone it down a little bit. Tone it down. So. Looking for that lock win against the Rutgers this week. We've said it since episode one, so we're expecting the dub. And hopefully we'll be discussing two MSU basketball wins over top 20 teams. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I hope that next week's podcast is just predominantly basketball because, I mean, I we should beat Rutgers, and I really don't want to have to talk about the football team anymore. I'm really looking forward to the football season being over. Yep, and we'll probably be releasing. I'll, we'll be announcement maybe after next game. Might be changing up the RCR release date during the week. So usually we're on a Tuesday or Wednesday. We might be switching it up due to the basketball season. So we'll keep you posted on that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So that's going to do it for our episode. Thank you all for listening. And as always, go green, go white.